0: Welcome back, Cardinal community, to Season 3, Episode 30 of our Cardinal Connection. I have the pleasure of sitting next to uh, Mr. Caleb Owens. Hi, Mr. Owens. Hey, how you doing? I'm well. Thank you for being on this. No problem. Uh, Mr. Owens, uh, what role do you serve in at Southport Middle School, and how long have you served in that role?
1: So currently, I'm the teacher for a Read 180 class. Um, I came here from being an interventionist after, you know, a teacher departed um, for you know, her pregnancy leave. But um, I've been working here for two years now. Mm-hmm. Um, so I like to dabble in
0: coaching and clubs, try to be active in the school. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, um, so we always start off with the same question set, right? So tell us about your story, wherever you want to start, that landed you here. That landed me here. Yes. Wow. I talk about how far back you need to go to boom. Okay. Receiving a, a opportunity to be here and impacting our students. Okay, so um I
1: definitely wanna just start off by saying the person I am now, right? I've gone through a lot of experiences to create who I am. Yeah, I right? appreciate that. So um I guess starting off uh as back as I as far as back as I can remember, um I was born and raised in Hallville, Indiana, mm-hmm. which is specifically off of sixteenth and post, if you know where that's at. Um In the IPS system growing up uh, I have now I have five siblings um, but growing up at the time back when I was in Hallville uh, I had an older sister older brother and at the time my mom was with a dude who was gonna bring me my little brother Um, yeah during that time frame things were rough for us my mother was a single mother for the most part trying to basically just survive, um, you know, being with dudes and living with them. So we moved around a lot, um, but she always tried to keep us out of trouble. Um, so we did what we could, but we had a lot of uh, freedoms, a lot of, a lot of space to do what we want. So me and my brothers, uh, we got in trouble a lot. Uh, my older brother was affiliated with gangs and with drugs Um, Mm. and so towards the end of our time living in Hallville uh, my mother's boyfriend at the time who like I said would become the father of my younger brother um, he was getting abusive and there was a lot of police situations that were occurring and stuff so Mm. ultimately my mother decided to leave from that situation and we ended up moving to Speedway Indiana Mm. so that was like a complete 180. And I would say <laughs> that was the the changing point for the most part. How um, old were you then? So that was fourth grade. Okay. When I was grade. in fourth yeah, grade. So yeah. So fourth
0: grade, you're in fourth grade and you're moving to Speedway. Yeah. Okay, keep going. Sorry to interrupt you.
1: So moving to Speedway as someone who's coming from an IPS system where you get into fights every, you know, I'd, I'd probably say when I was in IPS, I'd probably gotten to like Three to four fights, maybe five fights while I was at school, you know that's not including things that were going out going on outside of school um so going to speedway now it's a completely different environment there's not really anyone who wants to fight, no one's trying to create problems like that, hmm. and so with that being said, me coming from that background, I was the person that was instigating things when I was in speedway <laughs> so <laughs> I went through a lot of struggles while I was there. Okay. Um, my mother was still trying to, you know, basically survive, you know, feed her kids and and mm-hmm. make sure that we're all doing all right. But the, the money problems were real. We all knew they were real. Um, and eventually she ended up moving to Ben Davis area because of expenses, right? Speedway is a little bit more of an expensive place. So we moved to Ben Davis mm-hmm. um, and ben davis in the area that we were living was not the best of areas um so we kind of all dived back into that lifestyle that we had left when we left ips Mm. um with that being said um that was when the time frame i met you and i met you know isaac and all that stuff oh mr hughes yeah yeah during that time frame was the same time frame that i was going back to hanging out with gang members. I was hanging out with a lot of people affiliated with MS-13. And I was selling drugs and doing drugs myself Mm -hmm. while I was in middle school. Mm -hmm. And my older brother at the time was also Ah. on the same track. Yeah. And so, uh, you know, one thing I would say that kind of kept me somewhat centered was sports. You know, -hmm. I was playing football. Yeah, I was playing football. And when I was in middle school, I did wrestling. And so that kept me to the point where I knew I at least had to get good grades so that I can continue playing sports. And so um, that, I would say that kept me going when I was in middle school. Um, and we reached a, a low point when I was in middle school. Um, at the time we had over 11 people living in a three bedroom house. Um, and there were a lot of nights that I don't know. I try to, like, not be there. Mm. But moving forward, um, my older brother got locked up. He got sent to jail. I'm sorry. No, no, Caleb, I appreciate you sharing this, like, yeah. I usually don't like to open up about these things, but um, I think it's important to share, you know? Yes, See where I'm at now. People need to hear stories like this.
0: Yeah.
1: So my older brother got locked up, and he had gotten sent to jail. And when he was in jail, he went to Martinsville area, which is not the best of areas for, you know, I'm mixed for people who can't tell. So like, you know, being in Martinsville, if you're mixed, you're basically black. And so I would hear about my brother's experiences being in jail and how they'd beat him up all the time and take his food. And he wasn't, he was in there for like three months. Yeah. And so that to me was the catalyst to change Mm. my lifestyle and stop doing drugs and stop selling drugs stop hanging out with gang members because I didn't want to be where he was at Mm. and I also at the time had my little brother and I knew that I had to change things so he wouldn't end up there too because there was a lot of pain um, with that lifestyle yeah how old was your little brother at this time So we were eight years apart. So he was like seven or eight at the time because I was like 14, 13, 14. So he's in second, third grade. Yeah. Right? Maybe fourth. Um, So gotcha. Okay. And and so, like, also going back, I said that his father was pretty abusive. So he was no longer around. He was locked up too at the time. So. With him not being there and all of my siblings basically all doing their own things, and a lot of those things not including following the law, right? Mm-hmm. And my mom at the time, God
0: bless her soul, she was stressed. And so, <laughs> at I'm the time, sure. she like. <laughs> Worried about you, right? Has a brother or her son yeah. in Martinsville. And
1: so, yeah, keep going. Keep I going. mean, I do want to say that. Like, I love my mother, and she's a fantastic mother, but at the time, you know. And I have a lot of empathy for her, I understand, but she would go to work and then she would come home and like just sit in the car for three hours because she didn't want to come inside because it was so chaotic in her household. Uh. So uh, and food was usually an issue. So I would say like throughout middle school, a majority of my meals came from stealing from the gas station. Uh. and. Uh, yeah, that's why I was super skinny when I was in middle school, if you remember. Oh yeah, I remember you, Caleb.
0: And you know, when I met I steal that speed at that speedway there, right off the of litters. Yep. <laughs> Basically daily. And yeah, then... I'm so I'm laughing about it, but I uh, there were always there were always rumors of like our kids stealing yeah. stealing fruit from that speedway, so Yeah,
1: absolutely. So and I met Isaac at the time and this is a person at least once a week who was giving me a free meal, right? So Yeah. That's what strengthened our relationship. Um but moving forward, uh, during my sophomore year, like I said, that was the time that I finally it was like, I want to improve. I don't want to go down the path that my brother went down, yeah. and I want to be a role model for my little brother, because gotcha. we never really had any role models. I mean, my father, he, he was a good father. He was a good disciplinary father, but financially, he was not responsible, and yeah. so... He was homeless for a majority of my life, um, gotcha. and when he wasn't homeless, he was living with us, but my parents were divorced, so it created a lot of problems in the household, <laughs> having a divorced couple and your dad sleeping on your couch. And at that time frame when there was 11 people in our house, uh, me and him shared a twin-sized bed in, yeah. our, in my bedroom. so it was an interesting time frame, but you know, honestly... I always say this looking back on it I wouldn't trade that time frame for anything because I had all my family in one spot and now yeah. looking back I don't I mean I see my mom probably once a month yeah and other than that it's like occasions gotcha. you know Thanksgiving Christmas stuff like that so gotcha uh, so we left Ben Davis area um, when I was a sophomore I went back to Speedway
0: oh gotcha
1: and so um, and it was, it was a lot because I wanted to change, but also, <laughs> stupid me back when I was in high school, I had a girlfriend at the time who was, uh, uh, let's say she was an instigator. She liked to instigate a lot of problems. And she had gotten me uh, basically to the point where I was going at it with another gang that was at Ben Davis area. Right. And so for a while my freshman year, they were always trying to jump me, trying to fight me trying to come to my house so i told my mother that i wanted to move back to speedway um my best friend at the time alex who i stayed in contact with uh me and him had met in speedway and i knew he still lived around the area so i just thought that speedway would be better for me ultimately and after i moved back there i mean honestly that was the the change in everyone's life as far as my family's concerned um Mm -hmm. my mom everyone started moving out and stuff so my mom had less stress with all the financial problems and money issues and stuff so you know I I started building a better relationship with her Um, my father had gotten remarried Mm -hmm. and so he had gone and lived with his other wife and now you know he has his own family with them yeah so I mean you know a lot of people would say oh your father has another family and stuff like some kids might take that as a bad thing well I was just happy it wasn't living in the streets anymore. Yeah, yeah, so, yeah.
0: yeah. You were thankful for that.
1: Yeah. Uh. So, uh, after I graduated from Speedway, um, which pff, barely, cause I was not the best of students. I, you know, <laughs> I was the kid that came to class and sat in the back on my phone the entire time and <laughs> missed a lot of school days. Um, but I was smart enough to just come and take the test and pass it. So I'd pass the classes and, uh got to the point where like my senior year, my second semester of senior year, I'd missed 50 days of school. But that first semester I missed zero because football season. I didn't wanna miss any football. And after football season was over, you know, I just really didn't care about school anymore. But I ended up graduating and I was the first in my family to graduate from high school. And I thought that was a huge thing. And so I figured why not be the first to go to college too. Yeah. And so I went to college with no plan of what I wanted to do with the future. Um, I, I just went there. I figured what's the easiest degree that I can get. And I figured I'm good at talking, so let's just do a communications degree. <laughs> and so I went there, and I think the the thing that kept me going while I was in college was joining a fraternity and meeting all of these different people who were <laughs> from different lifestyles who... Yeah. I then, I think for the first time, opened my eyes to everyone has their own individual struggles. Yes. You know, I felt like my struggles were probably worse than a lot of people's just because, you know, dealing with gangs and drugs and, you know, homelessness and financial problems. But whenever I got to college and started talking to people, I realized even, you know, simple things that you might not think are a big issue to someone, that might be the biggest thing they've ever faced in their life. And it could hit them just as hard as other things might hit you. Yeah. So. That's well said. Thanks, Caleb. Yeah. Yeah. No problem. Um, So that really changed my perspective. And I think that's what started getting me on the path of more empathy. Because I'm huge in empathy. I want to understand how other people live. How other people's mindsets work and stuff. So that, that kind of, I think, would start the path to me becoming who I am today. Yeah. And, uh. Also, throughout all this process, while I was starting in high school, I was working with kids. You know, I basically felt that I had raised my little brother myself. Mm-hmm. You know, I was the disciplinary person because, like I said, my mom was... She, she was a good mother, don't get me wrong, but she wasn't around yeah. like that. She, her just Her presence wasn't really there. Yeah. And so, like, my little brother... Like one time he'd stole money from me. And so I know a lot of people would think this is really bad, right? But he'd stolen money from me and so I'd fought him. And at the time he was like in third grade and I was like in eighth grade or ninth grade, but I had blackened his eye. And I. since then though, right, I. it's funny, I actually talked to my brother like a couple months ago and I brought it up or whatever. And he talks about, he's like, yeah, I don't wanna steal now because I feel like I'm gonna have to fight the person I steal. <laughs> steal from so just things like that um <laughs> working with kids and, and raising my little brother i started to discover like i have an ability to be able to impact other people mm-hmm. and and even though I, I may not have to share my story with them in order to you know yeah. relay what i've learned and stuff like that i can still you know use the traits that i've learned from my story in my everyday actions, just in talking with them, you know, things that are completely unrelated just because of who I am and all the things that I've been through. Mm-hmm. Um, it allows me to, you know, somewhat impact them, hopefully for the positive, right?
0: Yeah, and you to be impacted.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah definitely. I, I learn from everyone that I, you know, kids
0: still today. Some of my kids in this class, I still learn from. Oh yeah. So, um, man, what a story. Yeah. Um, we we are we are way past. But that's okay and uh, I just I usually ask uh, to finish up with you know what's in your two-year shows what's one thing you've enjoyed about our community and then we'll call it that um
1: I, I really enjoy the diversity I you know it's, it's, it's gonna sound funny but I rarely ever interacted with Asian people yeah. before I came to this district. And now that I'm here and a lot of our population here at school is Asian, I find myself asking them questions about their culture all the time because I'm just fascinated. I've yeah. never talked to someone like that. so yeah.
0: yeah, Yeah, I appreciate you sharing that. No problem. And thank you for being on the podcast again.
1: Yeah, no problem.